On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time Imon Irti Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetoch, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientalem again Omgrev, Orkorn Rachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. The left wing is coming to the Three Olympia Theatre on Thursday, the 19th of October, 2023, with Luke Fitzgerald and Will Slattery joined by Bernard Jackman and Stephen Ferris looking ahead to the Rugby World Cup semi-finals, with Ireland potentially playing for a World Cup final place. Tickets priced from 29.90, including booking fee, and are on sale now. Go to Ticketmaster.ie for more. This is the Rugby World Cup on the left wing. Hello and welcome to the left wing. Well, that is another World Cup over for Ireland, beaten again at the quarterfinal stage. 24 points to 28 by New Zealand here at the Stade de France tonight. Lads, we were just down at the press conference, the mix zone, there were tears, heartbreak, utter disappointment. Yeah, and a group of players who fronted up, coaches who fronted up. I think everyone who came into the mix zone uh, impressed me in terms of the way they dealt with this defeat. They're obviously broken. I think they're um, there's, there's a bit of anger with themselves as well as disappointment. I think they know they left that behind them to a degree. They were beaten by the better team on the night, an All Blacks team. We were going through them earlier, Keane. Like how many of them had a career-best performance? I, mean, yeah. I thought Sam Kane was magnificent. Their back row, Ardy Savea. But I think a lot of those Irish players will leave here tonight um, and reflect on a night where they didn't make the best of it for, for themselves. They didn't perform to the best of their abilities. And even doing that, when they were beaten on the ground, beaten in the air, beaten in t- out of touch and beaten in the scrum, they were still able to go through 37 phases on the All Blacks line at the end. They were still held up over the line. They missed a kick that if they had, and it wasn't an easy kick by any means, but if they'd kicked it, then they might have been able to work a drop goal. At the same end that Sexton nailed his drop goal, it was a very different quarterfinal exit to the last, since 1991. It's the closest they've come. And there's some solace in that, and they did perform in various areas, but I don't think they 
got up to the levels that they can get to and that's going to what's going to haunt them once they leave this behind it is going to haunt them yeah I just don't think you can give a team like the All Blacks a 13-0 head start Ireland did very well to, to claw, claw it back but you're always chasing your tail a little bit and just some of the key pillars once again that they pride themselves on I mean the line out wasn't great again the scrum had major issues albeit that Andy Farrell and um, Paul O'Connell afterwards seemed to be really annoyed I would say by some of the Wayne Barnes' interpretation was furious on yeah. the and you could see that yeah. Andrew Porter as well but look that's an issue the All Blacks went after him and they got about it. We in the first test last year, Ireland struggled at the scrum as well, but they figured it out and they spoke about being able to adapt in the moment and not waiting for after the game to look at clips and videos and say I should have done this better and it happened again tonight on the biggest stage of all. So that is deeply, deeply frustrating. I thought the breakdown um like the, the, where the one big area not the one big area but a particular big area that Joe Schmidt like like changed Irish rugby in, and we spoke about it this week and New Zealand absolutely dominated Ireland at the breakdown uh, they slowed down their ball they made it dirty again I thought a few interpretations I have to say of Wayne Barnes's officiating around I thought were questionable to say the least I would qualify that with it absolutely wasn't the reason Ireland lost the game but there was a couple of decisions where it seemed to me like the All Blacks were just lying on the wrong side and didn't get penalised but that's the way the cookie crumbles like you have to adapt to it it's absolutely not the reason they lost but you've got to be more accurate too many times ball carriers were isolated like just uh, Ardy Servea had a field day at the at the breakdown and that is really disappointing because that's stuff that's in Arden's control we've spoken about over the last few years how you know Paul O'Connell's influence on the breakdown the speed of Arden's ball and when that doesn't happen they struggle and look they, they clawed themselves back in they scored some really well worked tries but ultimately they left themselves to, uh, too much to do at the end and it is like it, this feels like probably the the most gutting of all I mean they didn't show up in 2019 that was very different whereas tonight they leave with huge regrets that everything that they've done over the last couple of years still stands to them that's all of a sudden not gone but they've left a massive opportunity behind them Andy Farrell spoke about afterwards that this is the end of an era you've Johnny Sexton gone he revealed that Keith Earls is going to be gone the team manager Mick Carney I mean there's other, another couple of old, like players who are at the wrong side of their, their, their 30s you'd say as well so like it's going to be a challenging period and it just feels like when you have a fit in firing Johnny Sexton everything was there for Ireland to deliver and they didn't Yeah, and obviously Johnny came into the press conference afterwards got it quite emotional was, he went over got his son Luke out the stand afterwards and he was hugging him and all the rest but uh, here's what Johnny had to say in the press conference after It's good isn't it um, the last uh, whatever six weeks have been um, it's been incredible uh, the support the, the way we've played the, the the combination of both you know it's, it's been a well, dream come true really for for all of us Um and I include today as well. Um, we, I just felt they didn't have to work as hard for their tries. You know, we we gave it was almost like we got sucker punched a couple of times. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're that quality team, and but the way we had to work for our scores and to sort of have, I suppose, the upper hand in, in a lot of parts of the game, and then to concede, you know, the try that we did at the second half, but then to fight back again was. Just shows the character of the of the team. They're they're an incredible bunch, really. Um, so yeah, very very proud to, to be part of it. Go out with a, a whimper. It's uh, it's pretty hard to take, isn't it? We um, 
we deserve um, a little bit more of ourselves than that. Um, and we didn't, did we? You know, we. When New Zealand put pressure on people and, and get the, goal, the scoreboard ticking over and it was 6-0 and obviously we give three penalties away at the start of the game that give them uh, soft points there and, and then they, they they score next as well and all of a sudden, you know, we've seen time and time again with, with, with this team, um, the All Blacks that is, just take the game away from people and these guys... They kept on believing in themselves, and, and rightly so, because of the rugby that they're, they're, they're able to play under pressure. Um, so I'm immensely proud. I'm, I'm immensely proud of absolutely everyone that's connected with Irish rugby, to be fair. Um, the staff have been immense uh, over the last four years. Um, the players, not just in this squad, but the players that we've used in that four-year cycle have been a joy to work with. Um, and not just that, uh, the connection with the fans and... And you know it's it's all it seems like it's all one big family, you know. So I'm un- unbelievably proud to be to, to be associated with it, with it all, associated with it all. I think uh, the sad thing for us now is that for this group, it's probably the end. Obviously, it is for for Johnny and Keith Earls. He's, he's going to retire as well. So it's it's so things are going to change. Mick Carney, our manager, is going to. Is going to finish up as well. So, over the next 24 hours, it's time to um, make sure that we um, get a smile back on our face as soon as we possibly can and celebrate um, what has been some unbelievable careers and what they've done for Irish rugby. So, it's important to us that. Both of them spoke so well after. Yeah, like there's a there seems to be a contingent of Irish people back at home who are delighted that Ireland are out of the World Cup, and I really don't understand it because. I get why some people find rugby a bit hard to take sometimes, but this group of Irish players have done this the country proud over the course of a four-year period. And I, I, I know it's probably harder to take in some ways because they are better than that performance, and and like they are, they came into this tournament the world's number one team, and they got the seventeen in a row, seventeen wins in a row against all the best teams in the world. And when it came to it, they weren't good enough. But they've also given the country some incredible moments at this tournament. They forged a connection to people from all over the island, from all walks of life that we've been bumping into across Paris, yeah, all across, yeah. around the world. And I don't think, like, I would have been fiercely critical of the team four years ago and in twenty fifteen, and I'm not tonight because, it, like, I'm. I'm analytical of it. I can see what, what went wrong for them. And I think they, they left. They will be so good by it because they, they know they're better than what they produced. But what they produced at the same time was a performance that, that was almost good enough to beat the All Blacks. And I think the All Blacks played... I, I think a lot of people un, un, underestimated how well all, the All Blacks played four years ago. I thought they were outstanding tonight. Um, I thought Sam Kane went to a new level. I thought they like that was their final. Um, you know, Ireland have to look at things like the fact that they were they were yeah, playing against fourteen men for twenty minutes mm, and they won it tw- seven yeah. three. They didn't take their opportunities, and they're a good team at taking their opportunities. They got a little bit frazzled. I think when Sexton missed that that pick, kick at goal, he got frazzled he for a couple of minutes ago. The chip, over, the chip yeah. over, bad bad moments. At the same time, the bench comes on, makes an impact, huge impact. You know, Jimmy O'Brien, World Cup debut. Joe McCarthy, Joe McCarthy. You know, Jack Conan was magnificent. Yeah. And he spoke really well down in the mix zone, and yet it just wasn't enough. And they're they're pissed off about it like they really yeah. are and it's not it's it's pissed off at themselves it's not at the ref it's not at anything else and that's what's going to be so hard for them to take because they know they're really it's probably the greatest Irish team we've ever seen they've achieved things that other Irish team have achieved even though they might not have had some of the names that we had but they 
they did themselves justice in so many ways out there. Like, you know, they went toe to toe with the All Blacks and, and, and came down to a 37 final play. And yet, they should never have been in that position no. because if they'd taken their chances, they would have been ahead. They still haven't led in the bloody World Cup quarterfinals yes, since yes. 1995. It's crazy. I mean, even like that, that start, Keen. I mean, we spoke so, so much about the start. The All Blacks going 13 nil up after whatever it was, 18, 19 minutes. The signs were there. Yeah, the but signs were still there. They they were, but like I said at the start, you know, you can't give a team like this a 13 nil head start. And this isn't a vintage All Blacks team, and we've been sort of consistently saying that across the pod. There's no point in now saying that this is an unbelievable team. But what we did see tonight was players like Rod said, Sam Kane, Shannon Frizzell, Artie Surveya, their back Bowden row. Barris. Bowden Barr was awesome. Richie Mwanga, I mean, they'll be absolutely gutted, Ireland, with the try that they, Will Jordan try that they conceded. Um, a Joe Schmidt special off, yeah. off a line-out, but I mean, how that gap appeared in the defence, that's the type of thing that Ireland have been doing to the opposition Johnny teams. Said, you know, they said, they didn't have to work as hard for their scores that's as Ireland right. did. Exactly. That, yeah. was, that would kill them, because they've been the best defensive team in the world, and yet, at, when it came to the crunch they had a, a complete malfunction and look Schmidt did his research and then I, I made this point um, during the week that I felt like it was going to be a battle of wits that when like certain line outs or certain positional scrums that the Ireland defence were going to be almost second guessing okay what would Joe have done if we were in these positions and that was always going to be the battle and the fact that they carved Ireland open in the exact same way that Ireland carved teams open where Richie Mwanga just went through a gap and you're kind of going how the hell is there a gap that big off first phase and that is not Ireland like that is something that will like we've been singing the praises of the Irish defence which rightfully so it's been brilliant over the tournament but that was way too easy for a World Cup quarter final and like without getting like I think that they deserve criticism for elements of that and I think the coaching ticket who've been superb over the last couple of years you know they have to look at we've just been talking to Paul O'Connell and I asked him about the lineouts. You'll, you'll be able to read what he had to say on Monday but they have to review everything they did, they did here forensically it's going to be you can't throw it in the bin like Kieran Crowley said about Italy the Italy performance this has to be the the, the bedrock for another four-year cycle, another build towards, and obviously they have to replace. And we'll look, we'll have another podcast to discuss what happens next, because this team is done now. This World Cup is done. This magnificent journey that saw them beat the world champions and have all these brilliant uh, moments and the, the zombie stuff. And I mean, whatever song they played after New Zealand win, it's not a patch on zombie, but you know the the small band of Kiwi fans who were here for the players. You know, I think some of the stuff that happened last summer, maybe Peter Romani might regret saying what he said about Sam Kane. You know, like. But yeah. just on that, it doesn't undo everything that I've done. No, absolutely and not. What Rudd's point about the the naysayers? I mean, you can already see it coming out. But like, I, I would just try and block all that kind of stuff out because this was the most inevitable thing about Ireland going out, regardless of the circumstances. You're going to have people saying they're chokers, they're like bottlers. It wasn't a choke because they, they were 13 0 down and they got they themselves back, back into yeah. position and they got themselves back into position again and they just weren't good enough on the night but that's not like it's I think it's a slightly different one it's probably the best quarterfinal since 91 I think you're right Keen. like it's what they've achieved stands on its own two feet it's just there's this one thing that they still haven't knocked off and that will live with them and look they have to take it like people I mean Steve Hansen said it in that interview I did the other day people didn't people call us jokers for for years and we probably were you know they got a horrible draw if they were playing Wales or Argentina, they win this quarterfinal. And that's, it's, they weren't good enough to beat the All Blacks. It wasn't that they weren't good enough to beat the quarterfinal. They played against one of the top four teams in the world and they weren't good enough. And that's a really disappointing thing. But 
like I don't see it as being a mental thing tonight. I think they got the performance wrong. It's not a mental choke. It's actually just they went out and they didn't live up to their own standards, and that's that's the real disappointment. Yeah. And the fact that Argentina were waiting in the semi final, like I would expect New Zealand to possibly blow Argentina away. We watched the game earlier. Like that, this is not a vintage um, Argentine Argentinian side, and we had said it all along that the quarter final was going to be, be more, than the more difficult. Yeah, and now absolutely. you'd fully expect the All Blacks to sail into a final, and if it's been Ireland, it's a case of what might have been. Yeah, what might have been. Just you know, I think we should touch on the fact that it's the end of the Sexton era, and, and yeah. you know, I know we've heard from him already, but I know you've written a piece on him, Keane. It's it's uh, what a great career! What a great what career. a great Irish international! You know, one of if not the greatest player we've ever seen play wear the green shirt. I think his body of work shouldn't be diminished by this. I think he played badly against New Zealand four years ago. I thought he had a, a very he was a pivotal figure in dragging the team back into that game tonight, and you know, should he have gone eighty minutes? I guess it's one of the things they look back on yeah. over the years. Did they did they give him competition? Did they give him a player? But like, how do you take Sexton out of the heat of that battle? He's no. still pulling the strings Absolutely. in 38, 37, 37 phases. He'll have regrets about certain elements, the miss kick. But look, um, over the course of of his career, he's he's done some service to this Ireland jersey. So is St- uh, Keith Earlton behind the scenes. Keith uh, McCarney's been a big figure as well. It's just a shame we're not going to see them next week. You know, it's. Uh, Back to the URC. I know, uh, and the players spoke about that. They, you know, they did not want Sexton to go out in this kind of way. They said it earlier tonight, and I think that just make obviously makes it so much harder for for them. Well, that is it from us. We are getting kicked out of the media centre here at the Stade de France. Um, we're going to be back. We'll be back or, um, Monday morning, maybe. We're, we're probably going home. We don't know. I don't have my return ticket yet. You're, you're yeah, going back Monday. Don't mention it. It's still a bit too sore. We I'm will here. be back. I have to listen to the All Blacks now for two weeks. <laughs> we will sore. be back with something anyway for you early next week. But for now, thanks for listening and watching. The Left Wing is coming to the Three Olympia Theatre on Thursday, the 19th of October 2023, with Luke Fitzgerald and Will Slattery joined by Bernard Jackman and Stephen Ferris looking ahead to the Rugby World Cup semi finals, with Ireland potentially playing for a World Cup final place. Tickets priced from $29.90, including booking fee, and are on sale now. Go to ticketmaster.ie for more. Listen and follow The Left Wing wherever you get your podcasts.